So have you ever called the 45 seconds before your kids wake up a vacation? Well, then you need some me time. Take some time for yourself with Pepperidge Farm Milano cookies. So for me, one of my favorite me times is when the kids go down. Well, after it takes about a two-hour time for them to go down. But I go out to my screen and porch. I start the fire And I sit outside and I have my Milano cookie. It has chocolate in it, which just makes it so amazing. Um, And I sit down and I have my Milano cookie. Milano cookies are the perfect treat to savor during my me time. They have just the right amount of cookie and luxuriously rich chocolate. They're the type of treats you won't want to share. And trust me, I never share them. I actually hide them from the kids. So remember to save something for yourself with Pepperidge Farm Milano. Tuman Bay. Tuman Bay is weak. The epic fiction podcast, Tuman Bay, returns. Have we met before? Oh, yes, General. You have no choice. It has to be done. In the name of God, what have you done? From March 20th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wind Down with Jana Kramer and Michael Cawson, an iHeartRadio and People's Choice Award nominated podcast. Oh, oh we got the nomination on there. What up? Is that going to stay there for years to come in like three years? <laughs> <laughs> nominated back in 2019 for... <laughs> the Wind Down. Um, yeah. I mean, that would be nice if it said Wind Down winner. That would be great. Hey, speaking of Wind Down... We are doing a wind down tour and we are going to Atlanta, Chicago, Michigan. I don't know why I always have to sing Michigan because <laughs> it's my hometown. Nashville, Philly, Philly, Maryland, Maryland, a few other places. Louisville. Louisville. Um, so get your tickets because we're going to sit down. So people keep kind of asking, like, what's this live podcast thing about? It's not really a live podcast. It's more like an evening with. So we're going to sit down. We're going to talk. We're going to play games. We're going to have fun. My girl Sarah's going to be there with us. And then we'll have some surprise guests along the way. We interact. We, we interact. answer questions. We ask uh, questions. We bring people up on stage. We uh, Jana sings at I the could, end of it yeah, all. Yeah, I sing like a 45-minute hour set. It's just a lot of fun. So we really want you guys to wind down with us. Um, go to JanaKramer.com. Or Ticketmaster to get your tickets. And then we also sign, too, at the end of the show. So it's really fun. We get to meet all of you guys. And if you want to go to an actual live podcast, um, Ben and Ashley are actually doing one, too. The Almost Famous Live, um, January 11th at the Palace of Fun Arts in San Fran. So get your tickets um, uh, on Ticketmaster.com for the Almost Famous Live. So super fun. You know, it's starting to really take off those events. Even I was talking to um, uh, the Scrubbing In Girls because they're they're wanting to do that too. And I, I I think it's a I think it's really cool. I know Dak Shepard's coming to Nashville soon, mm-hmm. which I want to check out. We gotta but go that's scope why, out the competition. I know. Well, I I wonder because I know it says live podcast, but we don't record ours just because I feel like if it was recorded, then it was like people would be like, I'll just watch it on YouTube. Or listen to it in yeah, the car. Yeah, because our outlook is people want to come see something that they can't get elsewhere. Yeah. So, so that's why I'm just, I'm just curious, like, if is are they all, when they say live podcast, is it actually, do can you listen to it on the show? I don't know. Yeah. Do you know, Mark? I think it depends on, I think if the Almost Famous will be a podcast, you'll be able to download. I think it varies from show to show. 
But I think most of them like to do that. They like to kind of double up. You know, they, they did the show, and then they record the show, and then their podcast is done for that week. And I can see the entry on that, too, for peop- for audience members if they, you know, if the podcaster interacts with the audience like we do, and they get to go back and listen to themselves interact mm-hmm. at the, you know, evening with on the next week mm-hmm. during the during when it airs, but that's not what we do. Well, if they want to see that, then they can go to Telly and download the Telly app because that's kind of a little version of that. We have a show called Imperfect Harmony that we're doing too, so that's really fun. So just Thurs- a lot's going Thurs- on Thursday over here. Thursday nights at uh, 8 Central. <laughs> Look at that, babe. You know. Um, so excited for the show today. We have Gabrielle Stone coming on, and I actually met her mom because she played my grandma in the Lifetime movie that's coming out November 17th, um, Dee Wallace's daughter. So she's got a book um, that's out called Eat, Pray, Hashtag FML. And very crazy story because I actually, I was talking to her mom and I had no idea who Gabrielle was at the time. But then when she started talking about this guy that she dated, I was like, oh my gosh, is your daughter Gabrielle? Because I knew all about Gabrielle. Because the ex told me about her. And you knew Gabrielle's name? Yeah. Interesting. But you didn't put two and two together. I never put two and two together, ever. So it's just... It was like, so stay tuned to hear it's, about that it's story. Interesting. Yeah. Gabrielle's story is very interesting. It is. So I'm excited to talk to her and sit down with her later and then drink a lot of wine tonight with her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? So what's new in your world, Cawson? Oh, man. Um, we have a lot coming up the next couple months. Mm-hmm. So really everything I have going on, you have going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week we've been surviving without a nanny. Yeah, that's been that's been fun, but also I feel like it's doable too. It, it is, it is. I mean, you know, that sounds spoiled. We're fortunate enough to have a nanny that we love and that you know does a fantastic job. Um, but it's it's. I, I will say I'm impressed with how we've handled it this week because there's been a lot. It takes a lot of communication, mm-hmm. right, to be on the same page, and I feel like any relationship and us. Especially, you just kind of anticipate or expect the other one to know your schedule. Mm-hmm. Whether you put it in the calendar or whether you talked about it two weeks ago and expect the other person to remember. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've done a good job at staying on top of this week and expressing what we needed. Now, maybe we can carry that over into weeks that even when we do have the nanny, right? it'd probably be helpful. Yeah, because I feel like there's a lot of times it's like, Hey, I have this at 10 o'clock. I have a call. It's very important. Can you take the kids? And if not, if I, because most of the time I would never say anything and then I would just get mad at you for being like, don't you know that I have this thing today at 10? So I would like unfairly get frustrated with you because I would figure that you either looked at the calendar or like that I had to work. So it's just, I think naming like what you have to do has been helpful. For sure. And I appreciate you acknowledging that. Which part? The fact that you understand that you don't... I have in the past, you mean, done that? Always do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, Well, I definitely feel like I've gotten better at it. It's yeah. like ask for, it's like ask, ask for, for what, what you, need. you need. But the problem that I have a hard time with, because I remember talking to my therapist, she's like, ask for help. But I'm like, I have a really hard time with that because it's like, when if you ask for help, but then they don't really do it the right way or they don't do it it's like i I don't want to have to ask you to do the kids laundry i don't want to ask you to clean up the stuff in the back i don't want to have to ask you to do those things but then it feels like when you're doing everything so it's like how do you 
Because I'm like, I would just think that you would help with those things. Right. And then that we have our duties and you have yours and I have mine. But then it's just, you know. So that's where I have like a hard time. I have a tough time with that because I'm like, what's my role? And there's your role. But then also asking for help and like when to ask for help. Well, and that's where I feel, you know, sometimes where you maybe you don't take something as your role. And I think we split things pretty evenly. Like it just kind of goes we're like a seesaw kind of goes back and forth because we both have done like everything Mm -hmm. that is required Mm -hmm. to whether the kids or dinner or stuff for us or whatever we've both done those things but i but i do feel like sometimes when you do do something maybe like even though you're doing it your first thought might be well why do i why am i doing this right now why didn't mike do this and I'm like, in my head, when I'm when I do something, I just kind of do it because it needs to get done. I don't necessarily think. No, I'm not. Well, oh, Jana should be doing this right now. And that's what you think I'm thinking in my head. That's I do. That's what mm-hmm. I make up. I make up that because at times, not often, not always, not none of those pronouns. At times, you make a you'll make a comment about laundry or something or, or whatever. After you had just completed that task. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Okay. Mm-hmm. In my head, I'm like, then the whole time you just sit there. Anytime you do something, think, why didn't Mike do this already? No, I don't think it. I can see how you think that. I don't I do not do that. I just have a hard time with, you know, I, I wonder. I, I just, I wonder the timeline sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> do you see the laundry filling up? I'm like, would you ever get it? You know, I've talked, I talked to Leslie about this all the time. It's like. Even her sons, it's like they would probably buy new underwear before they ever clean their underwear. You know, it's just and like the same with like Chris. I don't know if that's just like a dude. Th- uh, Mark, help me out here. Is that like is that just a dude thing where you? I mean, I get about like roles and all those things, but is it just what is it? So the question is, would would Mike notice the laundry piling up and just ever take it upon himself to do yeah, it? Yeah, like and and just like you know, there's whose laundry who's that like who's ever i do your laundry i do the kids laundry you know right and i've done them too you mm. you happen to do it more <laughs> and again it's not even about you it's like i understand and i have no problem like i'm you know that's no not a problem at all i'm just curious like okay it could be like the dogs chewed up some stuff and it's on the floor it's like i've noticed it for two days or actually a week it's like when are you going to notice to pick that up why do i have to be the one to pick it up does that make more sense mark it does, yes. Uh, in, in my house, and maybe this is relatable, maybe it's not, everything's very structured. Like Monday is the day that my laundry is being done. Usually, uh, Amy does that. If I'm home because it's a holiday or something, I have no problem putting my laundry in on a Monday and taking care of it. Tuesday, I believe, is her laundry. But I would never do that because I'm going to mess it up. There's no way I I trust myself to properly do her laundry the way she would like it to be done. So I can do my own because I could care less how it gets put in a drawer. I just throw them in the drawer. I don't even fold. You know, she likes to fold the underwear. I'm not a fan of folding underwear. I don't get it. Anyway, the point is, (laughs) I'll do mine. I'm not doing hers. I'm not doing the kids because there's no way I do it right. Yeah. See, and that's that's the thing too, Mark. I'll, I'll do the kids' laundry and I'll fold it. And put it somewhere, and Jana will be going through a drawer. But who who put this in here? <laughs> who who folded this like this? 
And it's I'm like, not. I'm not even saying it's. It's not even about laundry. It's like a no good deed goes unpunished kind of a feel. No, but I'm not yes. even talking about that because I don't mind it, and I and I actually enjoy doing laundry. I do love doing laundry. I'm more just about like literally out back. There have the dogs chewed up some of Jolie's paint things, and it's probably been a little over a week. And I've noticed it every single day. And I'm like, okay, but it's like the backyard's his domain. I'm gonna let him take that. And finally, backyard my domain because when we were in. <laughs> LA our backyard was just so trashed and I'm like is this how it's going to be at our house no and he's like not at all and so I've you know I let like you like you you love you're like I'm gonna have it so nice and cleaned and like always organized and and for I'm just wondering like from a guy's point of view I've noticed the paint uh, things that the dogs chewed underneath the table and it's like is it just on us to pick it up? No. And when is it going to get picked up? Because it's been sitting there for at least a week. And I'm like, finally today, I was like, I can't take it any longer. So I just start sweeping and I'm like getting the blower out. And you it's know, just you like. You know what's funny about that? What, honey? Is Can we just acknowledge before you throw something at me? Acknowledge what? That you haven't picked it up? <laughs> Have you okay, noticed, I had, it, Mike? That's the have question. you noticed? Have you yes, noticed that's it? that's the point. Yes, it's I not even it that two, you didn't pick it two up. Two days ago, I noticed it. Okay, I noticed the dogs actively chewing something at night. So it's been a forty-eight hour cold war over who's going to yes, pick that. Yes, and I was just like, all right, well, I know we have friends coming in this weekend. I know, you know, that I'm going to do one big clean of the backyard or the back patio before we have a pool party on Saturday. So I was like. Friday, I'm going to knock it all out. Or Thursday, I'm going to knock it all out. And I don't have to do it once. So I don't have to go out there, pick up these little pieces. And then we go play outside with the kids. And then I got to pick everything up all over again. So you're answering my question. So you did see them. Yeah, I did see them. Okay. And I said, you know what? I'll get those before Friday. Hmm. Okay. Because I saw it on Tuesday. Okay. What about you, Mark? Like, when you see something, do you just walk past it? My, my, I'm going to try to be objective because it would be really easy for me to say, of course I do. I'm the greatest husband of all time. But I think my wife would answer that question and say that uh, he does, but he doesn't notice things. If he notices, he will pick it up, but he also rarely notices anything. And that is accurate. Like the boards, the baseboards, like we talked about before and oh, stuff like that. Oh, gosh, yeah. I would never notice that in a million years. Yesterday, I came home and Amy was painting the cabinets in the laundry room. And she's like, and it was done. I was like, and I really, I wanted to support her because she spent hours on this. And I said, it looks fantastic. She goes, I know it's so much better than that other color, right? And I'm like, I have no idea what color that used to be, but it looks great now. And that's what matters. So would Amy- I don't notice these things. Does she fault you for not noticing? I'm not faulting you. I think she felt like I would appreciate it more if I had been annoyed by the color that she, the way she was annoyed by the color. I wasn't annoyed by the color. I could care less what the colors of the cabinets of her laundry room are. See, I feel like I get faulted. I'm not faulting you. I'm just really just trying to bring up a topic of discussion. Okay, this is a great topic though, because I do, (laughs) ironically, I have something to bring to your attention. Oh, okay. So, um, (laughs) last week I had a poker night. Okay. Okay. You took a bath. I did. You had wine. I was still drinking it. <laughs> there was a wine glass yeah. on the edge of our bathtub <laughs> in between where the two towel racks are that I saw sitting there for a couple of days. And I said, you know what? I'm going to leave that and see if Jana picks it up. Oh, a little game. After a few days, I said, you know what? I need to at least move this glass so someone's towel doesn't knock it and breaks and shatters all over our bathroom floor. 
So I moved it onto our counter. I didn't notice that. In the bathroom in between our sinks. I left it there for another two days. <laughs> Still did not move. So today, I finally said, that's enough. I'm just going to move the glass. I didn't say anything. I didn't bring it up. I just moved it, put it in the, in the sink, and put water in it to clean. I didn't even notice the glass. Okay. And that's okay. Yeah, I didn't notice it. And that's okay. I remember having it, and I remember putting it there, and I remember being too tired to go put it in the kitchen, and I, I truly have, I totally forgot about it there. Right. And so when I noticed two nights ago, when I let the dogs out at night, and they're chewing on paintbrushes, I said, you know what? I'm too tired to clean that up right now. I'm going to deal with it. I get it. Before the weekend. Mm-hmm. This really rings true with me, because there is something of a double standard, because for example, I'll walk into the bathroom, and Amy's left her like clothes from her workout on the floor of the bathroom. Underwear, whatever, all of it. Fine. I could care less. But if my underwear was in the bathroom all day long, I think there'd be a conversation. <laughs> and I think this is what Mike is saying. The wine glass is there. He didn't leave it because it bothered him. He left it just because, hey, whatever. You know, let's, just, let's see what happens. But he's not annoyed by it. But if he did it, if he left a, a beer glass on the bathtub for a week, I think you'd have a conversation with him. You know what? I would. And it is a double standard. And it's because we don't do it as often, I think. I, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I really, truly do. I think it's because we don't do it as often. And it's... No, I think it's just like Mark said. We just don't care. Just like when you... Mm. Like, we'll go in phases, right? If we're traveling stuff, some per- usually one person may clean up their stuff quicker than the other. Mm-hmm. And so someone's bag might be laying there. And if Jana's bag is the one that's still laying there in the, in the room, not emptied, she'll apologize like every day. I'm sorry. I'm going to clean it up. I'm going to clean it up. And I'm just like. I do. I have a really like if I leave it for literally one day, I'm like, I- I'm so sorry. I have to clean it up. Yeah. And I'm just to. like, it's fine. Like, because I know you're going to. I don't. It doesn't matter when. I just know you're going to. But if I leave it there after 12 hours, we wake up the next morning. Jana's like, so we're just going to leave this here. Oh, time now? Does this does this live here? Oh, okay, so this is where your suitcase with clothing goes from now on. Got it. And, and I'm just like, it's been twelve hours. It's been one day, not even. It's again, I think it's just because normally like that one bag was left for like three weeks that one time. Ugh, it's so funny. It truly is funny though. It really is like a double standard. Yeah. I I appreciate you admitting that. Yeah. I do. I can admit that. Full circle. I feel like there's a lot of relationships out there that are like, yes. Yep. You're right. Double standard. Okay. The way I've always looked at it was like that, kind of like in basketball, like shot attempts versus baskets made. Because like Allison is just draining threes all day long in terms of keeping the house together. And I'm I'm not even taking a shot, you know, and like so when I do and I miss, then it's like a bigger deal because that was like my one chance to like keep this place clean. And I left my uh, backpack on the floor again. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I think that, you know, and I see there's an there's an imbalance there in terms of like stuff being done around the house. And uh, and then I go into the whole, hey, well, I make all the money, <laughs> you know, that never works. By the <laughs> no, way, it does not. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> And it doesn't matter. It's it's our house, and we should both be working equally to keep maintain. Is that what you say, Easton? That's one hundred percent what I say. Oh my god! What does she do? Uh, well, she says that's you know that's true, but that's not fair for you to to say, because <laughs> because it's not you know, and uh, and that's an that's a place that I like fall back to sometimes uh, to because I feel guilty about not doing more stuff around the house. And that's what and that's what it is. 
And that's me getting defensive and, you know, and being motivated by shame. <laughs> but I, I see there's a problem. I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get that. And I, I mean, I think there definitely is something to be said for that. And, you know, like in our relationship, I'm not the breadwinner. But at the same time, like I can understand why in relationships, like if I gave Jana all the time for stuff, whether around the house or anything else, it's like, well, I, I'm doing something here. You know, mm-hmm. I am doing something. Do I don't want to have to remind you, but I do pull weight. It may not look right. the same as you would like, but, you know, so I could definitely see how that would be aggravating. I mean, you know, again, it should be equal no matter who's pulling. Right. And we do. A, I, yeah, I honestly I think, think, think for our position, job. we do yeah. a fantastic job. Yeah, at that. we do. We do a great job. I mean, there's plenty of husbands that I know that don't do half as much as, you know, what we do together. Right. What you do. So I for sure. mad, mad props always for that. And I do. I mean, I know, Mark, that you say that you don't like the acknowledgement, but I, I do like, you know, because October is a, a giant month of travel and there's some things that I'm doing mm. just for the paycheck. And, you know, I hate to say that, but, you know, because I'd rather be home with the kids and traveling. Right. It's just like to be away as much as I'm going to be in October. It's it's already like stressing me out. But I know that I have to go and I need to make the money and, you know, for the family. And Mike does a really good job of, of at least appreciating that and will text me and say, hey, I appreciate the hard work right now. And sometimes like that validation is like, OK, like, yeah, let's get on this plane. Let's do this. You know, so I don't know. Right. Like I, I do personally, I like that appreciation because I know mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. he's not taking it for granted and he knows the sacrifice that I'm making because I don't want to be away from the kids ever. Which is why I'm trying to, you know, smuggle the kids into New York when we have a New York trip later in October. <laughs> so, and he's like, well, I don't want to take them. And I'm like, I do. And I, I don't, I'm going to be gone so much this month. And so, but yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, that, appreci- that appreciation is important. I appreciate you acknowledging that my, you appreciate my appreciation. <laughs> I appreciate you. Because I do try, I do, I do try to make conscious effort because I know your personality. I know you don't want to. Mm-hmm. And my personality, not that I want to be away from the kids more than you do, or I care less than you do, but my mindset, maybe this is just a male thing too. It's like, all right, this is my job. I got to get it done. I got to go. End of story. Where I feel maybe this could be a generaliz- generalization. Women, maybe because of the mother motherly feeling, you're just like, no, I don't want to leave at all for any reason. Yeah, I hate leaving. Yeah, I know you do. I hate it because then I'm like, my kids don't even know me. It's like yeah. we just spent like, – and I'm, I'm really like – I see them all the time, but it's just those two, three, four-day trips that just kind of eat me up back to back. But it's all good. Okay, well, in other news, um, Sarah's here, and also uh, my friend Gabriella just pulled in too. So let's get them on the show. Okay, have you ever dreamed of being a character on Grey's Anatomy or, I don't know, let's say a contestant on The Bachelor? Well, there is an app that lets you do all that 
and more. It's called Choices. It's these amazing stories, but you are actually in the story and actually make choices along the way. So for example, one story is called Open Heart. Okay, you get to live with your friends in your first year of residency. You can focus on romance, medicine, or both, and it's so fun either way. And there's a story called America's Most Eligible, where you try to build relationships with the other contestants and try to land the man of your dreams. And those are just two. There's a bunch, okay? There's Royal Romance, which is like the Princess Diaries. Love that one. Uh, There's a story called Baby Bump, one called The Royal Masquerade. It's free and you are in control. Plus, there are super cute outfits that are totally customizable. Hot love interests. Sorry, babe. Lots of romance. It's kind of the perfect app for wind down listeners. Be sure to check it out in the App Store and search for choices. Stories you play. Have you guys actually heard about the new show? Have you heard about this? It's called Little Fires Everywhere. Yeah, I heard it's unreal. It's an eight-episode limited series only on Hulu. Based on the 2017 best-selling novel by Celeste Ng, starring and executive produced by Academy Award winner Reese Witherspoon and Golden Globe nominee Kerry Washington. Oh, I actually did see this on Good Morning America because they were promoting it, and I was just mm-hmm. like, I love both of them together. Um, that's exciting, and now it's good for me to know that I can watch the first three episodes, March 18th. New episodes, Wednesdays on Hulu. So the series follows the intertwined fates of the picture-perfect Richardson family and an enigmatic mother-daughter duo who move into town and upend their lives with devastating consequences. The series explores the weight of long-held secrets, the ferocious pull of motherhood, and what it means to be a mother as well as the danger in believing that planning and following the rules can avert disaster. Check out the first three episodes on March 18th and new episodes every Wednesday only on Hulu. Wait, this actually sounds really good. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Okay, I'm really excited. because I know you are. I know. I just, because, so I had the pleasure of... I'm going to talk about you like you're not here right now. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, I'll wait. <laughs> I had the pleasure of working with um, our next guest mom on um, Christmas in Louisiana, which is premiering November 17th. Don't laugh, Cruz. No, I'm laughing at you at Christmas in Louisiana. Jana <laughs> has to downplay everything well, yeah, she does. She I'm can't like, oh, say, a movie? I was on a Lifetime movie, yeah. Christmas in Louisiana. It's always, I was on a Lifetime movie. Yeah, and, uh, I know. Christmas I mean, in Louisiana. Lifetime is lit this time. No, of I year. love Especially it. I just, I don't know. I don't like Especially to, like, Christmas. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't like to, like, you know, to your own horn. <laughs> okay, here we go. Jana's uh, in a movie that's coming out November 17th Thanks. on Lifetime. Called Christmas in Louisiana. Christmas Thank in you. Louisiana. With um, Dee Wallace. And I had the pleasure of working um, with her. And she's, she kept telling me about her daughter and about her book because I was kind of sharing my story with your mom and she was just like, Oh my goodness, you know, you and my daughter, you guys have so much in common. And then I got your book that second. I Amazoned it and it was called eat, pray, hashtag FML. And I was like, Oh, she's already my best friend. Like, I, I love her. So everyone welcome Gabrielle Stone. To thank you. Thank you. I love your book. Thank you. Because so I'm halfway through, I haven't finished it yet. Um, but what I love about it, and this is what your mom told me too, was she was just like, you had offers to do a book deal with Mm -hmm. other publishers and you were like, no, like I'm doing it my way and this is how I want to do it. And I love that because it shows too in the book, like your, your, your voice in the book is just like, this is, this is it, you know? And you didn't like hold back on anything. I think maybe people would be like, well, maybe like 10, like 
go softer on this note. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's what a lot of the bigger publishing places wanted to do is, well, Mm -hmm. maybe we should tone it down. Maybe we don't write about like this bad situation. And that felt so inauthentic to me. And I knew that when all this stuff was happening to me, if I was going to share it with the world, it needed to be done in a vulnerable, true, authentic way. And the best way to do that was to just kind of keep control and do it by myself. What inspired you to share it publicly? Um, So for a little backstory, I was married for almost two years, found out my husband was having an affair with a 19-year-old for six months, filed for divorce, left. Uh, Shortly after that, met a man, fell madly in love with each other, was like a whirlwind romance, and convinced me to go on a month-long trip to Italy with him. 48 hours before we were getting on a plane, he told me he needed to go by himself, and I was absolutely devastated, broke my heart like my ex-husband never could have done. And I was like, well, I have a decision to make and that's either stay at home and be heartbroken or go travel Europe for a month by myself. And I was like, well, I'm going to go. So to answer your question, I knew the second that happened and I decided I was going to go by myself that I was going to write about it. Because it felt like I was in a movie. I mean, my friends would call me and be like, what's going on this week in the Netflix episode that's Gabrielle's life? Like, it was ridiculous, one thing after another. Mm -hmm. And I knew that whatever I was going to learn at the end of this experience was going to be really powerful in a healing way. And I wanted to be able to share that with the women and men of the world. I've actually had a lot of men reach out to me after reading it, which has been really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. What, uh, with your first marriage... You know, a lot of people have talked to ask Jana and I, like, why do we stay? Yeah. Like, why do we? Why were we willing to work on it? In your situation, how did you know? Like, why'd you know I'm gone? Period. Yeah, which is so interesting because I've listened to this podcast with you guys talk, and it's I was so excited to kind of like compare everything because my situation was drastically different. Um, we, my ex and I, I was not in love with him. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that until I met the guy after that and was mm-hmm. like, oh, this, this is, is what, what it's love supposed is. to feel like. Um, and I think I married him because he was safe. Um, mm-hmm. I come from a long line of like abandonment wounds. I lost my father when I was a little girl and then I lost my boyfriend when I was in high school. Um, and I think I married him because he was safe to me. Um, so when I found out about the affair that had been going on for six months and there, you know, I write about the main one. I'm pretty confident that there was other things going on. Right. Um, if there's one, there's usually, oh, yeah. but yeah. the depth of it, like, I mean, second phone, mm-hmm. um, hotel rooms under a different name, like the extent of it was so intense. I was just like, God, you must be exhausted, dude. Like. <laughs> You should have just been like, yo, this I'm isn't out. working. Like, let's get a divorce. I would have been like, okay, cool. Let's try and be friends. But the way he went about it was so dirty and deceitful. Um, but to be brutally honest in that answer, it was a way out for me. Um, because yeah. I, I didn't know why I had been miserable for the last like six, seven, eight months mm-hmm. um, until I found that out. But it was a way that I was like, oh, I'm okay, free. I'm done. Yeah. Um, and it was just the disrespect level and the the trust. I, I wasn't I knew that there was no way to rebuild that for me and him personally and I didn't want to. Right. Um I think if you want to and you love the person, that's obviously a vastly different situation. That was not the case for me. Mm-hmm. And I really count it as like a huge blessing. I'm like weirdly thankful to him 
because I can't imagine still being in that situation. Well, I feel like a lot of people do that. I feel like so many people get married because they're like, okay, he's yeah. safe or she's yeah. safe or like, we've been together so long. Why not? Let's just get, you know, and yeah. it's like, what? And this it's like, oh, I'm, I'm 26 and then we'll be married for a couple of years and then I'll have babies. Yeah. And then, and now I'm like, oh my God, I'm only Thanks. 30. Like what? What? Yeah. <laughs> and do you think if if that if he never had affairs or anything like that, do you think you would have ever re reached a point where you're like, I can't do this? I think I would have stayed a very long time trying to make it work because I, I even leaving with the cheating, I was feeling guilty because m my mom had just given me this dream wedding. Mm -hmm. We had just mm -hmm. gone on this amazing honeymoon. All of our friends and family came and like were so supportive, and it was this big spectacle. And uh, all of a sudden, it's just over that quickly um so i yeah i think i would have stayed a lot longer trying to make it work and been really unhappy doing so yeah. um until it ultimately just wasted a couple more years of my life and then i eventually would have would have left i feel like i have to kind of retract something that i said because it's always kind of bothered me um because it was a headline that said um i didn't take the easy way out and i think that's not a fair thing to say because sometimes it's harder to leave too you know, sometimes it's the strongest thing to do is leave. Mm -hmm. and I not, think it's dependent on the situation. Yeah, I think it, it is completely yeah, dependent on the situation. Sure. I agree. Yes. But I've that always is kind of, it's like one of the things like she didn't take the easy way out. And I'm like, oh, that's so that doesn't mean that everybody that leaves is taking the easy way out. No, and they're like, not because sometimes it's harder. Yeah. To leave. It's to, hard to, on, to walk it's hard away. on both yeah. ends. And I would say like, yeah. honestly, sure. There are times when I'm like, it would have been harder for me to leave. They're both hard, but sometimes it is harder because of the logistics of the kids mm -hmm. and like uh, starting, yeah. over, and life, I was starting so, over. I was so lucky that like we didn't own a house together. Mm. We didn't have children. I mean, I can't imagine mm -hmm. that would have been a completely different decision making process if uh, other elements would have been included. I was really thankful. Did he, did he want to stay and work it out? I don't like I don't think so, but I don't really know. Um, I didn't really give the opportunity to like have that discussion. Um, when he he was on a, uh, a business trip, when I found out everything, mm -hmm. he came home. I like ha had the papers handed to him when he got back to our house and <sighs> had like a 15 minute conversation where he continued to lie to my face and oh. um, was just like, OK, bye. And walked out the door and and felt like a whole weight was lifted off me. I can imagine. Like you were probably, like you said, you were like, oh, yeah, thank dodged. God. Like not a, a bullet, bullet like, like an a army of snipers, like completely. <laughs> but then, so then how, how soon was it that you met your next dude? Okay, so the next dude, we'll call him character name is Javier. Oh, um, and by the way, love it. love it. I know Javier. So that's another connection. And yeah. you know him because we're friends. You haven't met him, but oh. I've talked about Javier before. Wow. I know, and this is the only podcast that what... I've ever done where someone knows one of the main characters in because, my book. <laughs> because your mom, her, her mom was talking about her life, and I go, oh my God. I go, is it Javier? And she goes, oh my God. Stop. How do you know? Yeah. That's and I said, oh my God, I remember him saying... He was going to take a girl to Italy. Stop. And he decided. So you like know this person. Yeah. yeah. I've known him for 12 plus, plus years. Oh. Yeah. So when her and I connected and yeah. messaged each other on Instagram, I was like, I, I'm kind of not believing this whole situation. Yeah. She's like, I know. <laughs> oh my. I know. So I was just like, yeah. So I was just like, I remember him vividly saying. Were you Because he was going through some stuff. And, you know, he's like, and then he said that, you know, he just needed to not go with her and then I'm like and then I'm talking to your mom and I'm like oh my god like this is just like crazy because so I remember this conversation why so did vividly. he go by himself so his backstory is um 
about a year and a half before we got together, um, he lost his brother um, and it really, really affected him as, you know, mm-hmm. it would. And um, I think he stuffed down a lot of that grief. Um, and Into kind of, suicide too, which yeah. is like a nut whole oh. other Yeah, way. And I think yeah. he kind of buried it and, you know, went and started working a lot and, you know, just kind of tried to run from it felt like he dealt with it but didn't um and when we fell in love i think that opened up a floodgate of just lots and lots of emotions well and he's never loved someone the way that he loved you ever too like that was like oh yeah yeah so i think that probably like scared the crap out of him i I think that's exactly what happened yeah i just got caught in the crossfire of it Mm -hmm. um but i have a lot of compassion and we're still friends and i care a lot about him um but it was a really difficult situation um i mean he coming off of the divorce it was like i was fine i know that sounds weird but i was like this is where i'm supposed to be i'm really happy that this happened the way that it did like i am gonna go live this amazing life now and it was the second situation with javier that really like broke my heart i know it's so funny like having um, Uh, So, yeah, we didn't actually meet um, for the first time. After I left the house, we reconnected uh, two weeks. But granted, this was like a month now that I had known about, you know, my ex and that I was going to get a divorce. Um, But we I he popped up on my Instagram page. I followed him. He messaged me. He was like, where have you been for the last six years? I was like, well, funny story. Uh Um, (laughs) And we ended up going um, to like get lunch and go to the beach and um but before, like six years earlier, before I had met my ex-husband, we had casually gone out like twice, mm-hmm. like went dancing, made out. Yeah. That was the extent yeah. of it. He was like the one person I had ever been like casual with and then was like, OK, bye. And like lost touch, went, got married, got divorced. Um, <laughs> and um, so we we went out this first night and it was just like an instant thing Mm. um to the point where he was like what are you doing on this date i'm gonna take you to a wedding and like you need to meet my mother and i was like okay (laughs) but like we were it was both of us um and like his friends family like it was like this is the girl i'm gonna be with and everyone was Mm -hmm. like how is this possible his mom and i clicked like instantly and it was just a month and a half of really intense connection um before the trip fell apart And keep in mind the whole book, so me finding out about the cheating, the divorce, me meeting Javier, us breaking up essentially, and going to Europe for a month, that all happened in like a three and a half month period. Wow. Yeah. So it was very like really intense and in your face. There was no breath or break between any of these situations that was going on. Has that been kind of something that you've done your whole life, had like very fast moments of attraction and love and not to that extent i've i'm a serial monogamous like i i i'm not alone a lot i do go from like one relationship to another never as quick as it happened then and it was never as instant and in, as intense as it was well okay. that's probably why it was so because you're like this is yeah yeah, like, yeah this is something i've never yeah. felt and done before yeah and it wasn't and that the feelings that I had with him made me realize that like, oh, I was never, never really in love, love with my ex-husband mm-hmm. at all. That's wild. Um, so it, I mean, it taught me a ton about myself even before I left on that crazy trip. So after Javier, what was it after that? Like, how did you get yourself back together? Like, what did you, did you find another relationship? Did you do work on yourself? Like what helped you? 
So well, you left for Italy. Yeah, was it? Did you go to Italy? Well, so our our original plan was to do all of Italy. Our tickets were booked to Rome. So his dad and him picked me up from the airport. I mean, from sorry, from my house. We flew to no to London together. You, you didn't. That's yeah, what that was my sitting idea. next to each other, hanging out. But you know what? Like honestly, everything was weirdly normal. Like. We've always what? you Wait, weren't mad yeah. at him. No, th- that's the weird thing. We had we were so connected on this like weird soul level that like the only thing that changed was that we weren't kissing and holding hands. I mean, he took the picture of me at the airport with my backpack on, where I was like, "Peace out, guys. I'm divorced. Like this is what's going on in my life. Bye." Um, we hung out at the airport for like three hours, what? got on a plane, oh. flew to London together. He then went on to Rome, and I started my trip in London and like had nothing planned because I found out Did- I was going by myself two days before this. Did an ounce of you wish that he would like change his mind? Well, we thought, uh, we had like discussed when we got on the plane, we were like, well, you know, our flights are booked home together. Maybe we'll meet up depending on like how you're feeling and like if my heart is not in a million pieces still. Um, So the whole book, when I'm on the trip, it's this whole like, Am I gonna go see him? Am I not gonna mm-hmm. go see him? And it's mm-hmm. this whole like, roller coaster ter- ride of like torture. Can't close the chapter, mm-hmm. literally and figuratively. Right. Um so yeah, it was it was a lot to kind of navigate. But that trip and I wrote the book on the trip. So I brought a journal with me. I started it the first day in London. And when you open the journal, it literally looks almost exactly like how the published book is it's like chapter one I wasn't like journaling and then made it into a book I knew that this is what it was going to be um so writing about all of it on this journey that I was on being alone which was one of my biggest fears my entire life since my dad died was like being okay by myself and this was the universe way of being like okay well we're gonna go face that head on yeah (laughs) so it was really like therapy for me but no to answer your question I didn't like jump back into another relationship I was like trying to figure out if things were going to change with him or not and knowing in my heart that I kind of like needed to be by myself and like your figure out knew. my myself. <laughs> How old were you during this time? I was 28. So that's impressive because this, that whole situation, the way you kind of handled it and him seems very adult. Very. It really does. Yeah. Because I just feel like even in, in, in my 20s and even late 20s, it was just dramatic and, you know, big gestures and mm-hmm. and everything drama. And, yeah and drama and just the <laughs> fact blow that up fights right and, and yeah. the fact that you're able to accept he didn't say because he wanted to go with another woman he you know you knew the reasons why and you guys were still be able to be adult about it and you handle it the way you did and even him i just i think that's impressive for yeah, that age and no. handle it that even i'd be like come with me yeah <laughs> and that's like normally i even my younger self was very manipulative with men um not in like a scary way no, but no, in like you know if i wanted to get something like i'd be able to figure it out yeah and there wasn't ever a thought of like well maybe there's a way i can change his mind i was like no this is like my journey that i'm supposed to be on um so if it wasn't for him making that decision like i wouldn't have had this like life-changing month-long it's trip so i never true. in a million years would no. have been like let me go to europe by myself no. um it was no. such an out of my comfort zone experience like with a backpack like not even luggage it, it was very completely new for me and i learned more about myself on that trip than i had what in did 20 you years. learn yeah what was the one thing that you were shocked to learn about yourself um, that I'm never really alone mm. and I'm always okay because no matter who in my life may abandon me, I'll never abandon myself. 
And that was huge to like start those abandonment wounds to heal. It's like crazy because a lot of people have to do a lot of therapy and a lot of rehab and to like get where you are. And I feel like that's like amazing that you could just go on a trip and really find that in yourself. Like, yeah, I mean, and don't get me wrong. Like I've, I've been in and out of therapy yeah. my whole life. I'm like an advocate of it. I think everybody should go even if nothing's wrong. Like same. go talk about some yeah, stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, it really... I, I knew that I was going to like do some serious work on myself and and through writing the book, it really like brought so much out that I was surprised about that I could then look at and go back and heal on my own, which was huge for me. Wow. wow. So the relationship now, what's different? Because you guys with love- Javier. No, no, no. With your me. man now. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> oh, him. I know I was going to ask him, you're like, posting on Instagram. Uh, um, the, the very handsome man that you yeah. so in love with. Um, so we have had an interesting... Um, Courtship? Yeah, because we... I'm showing you the picture. Oh, okay. Um, we actually met 10 years ago. He played my older brother in a film. Love. And, um, Perfect. But have always been kind of just like friends on social media and whatever. And um, Kind of like Javier. Yeah. You know, Interesting. That's, how they, that's how they come back. Um, <laughs> and um, he saw the picture I posted the day I left for Europe of me with my backpack, like explaining this whole cheating and divorce situation and like kind of airing all my stuff out. Mm-hmm. And he messaged me and was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like I'm, I can't believe what I'm reading, blah, blah, blah. Like when you get back, please let me know. Like I, I'd love to take you to lunch. Not at all, mm-hmm. you know, like that he, we had always like this very brother, sister, um, feel to us and we ended up like running into each other he's not even handsome. i know he's a good looking dude um not even like planning it running into each other when we when i came home and i was like yo i'm not ready for a relationship like don't even that's always like, how it I, is big wall like and he don't was come like barking up the street. he was like okay that's cool i'll wait um and ended up he was the first person to read the book like before my mom Aww. and so i remember you know two months in of us kind of like hanging out, but like not really. Doing? Yeah. Um, and he was like, I've never had a roadmap of the girl I'm trying to court. And I'm literally reading all of this stuff about, and he was just like, first of all, I want to murder uh-huh. the two men. In your life. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, he's just, he's a really great guy and sees me for me. I've never been able to be more myself with someone. And, um, and he's okay with like me taking it day by day. Like not having to have like a end game goal um, and just kind of like being together and being in the moment. But he's definitely like one of my soul people. Mm. Um, and I feel that way about Javier too. I think mm. I don't really believe in soul mates as in like lovers. Even <laughs> my husband both. I, um, <laughs> but I believe in like soul people yeah. that come into your lives to, you know, drastically either teach you something or change or like be a catalyst for something that you're supposed to learn. Um, and both of them, Javier and my current guy. Oh, I love it. No, no, no. You're like, no, you're my soul mate. Um, One and only, but both of them, Javier and my, my current guy, um, I met years before. Mm -hmm. So Javier and I had met six years before and, um, my current relationship and I had met 10 years before. So, and I, that's a testament to me to like soul people. It's like they come in and it's like, no, this isn't the right time. And they come back so much later and it's really, you know, to, to affect you. And I feel like there's, you know, not to get into the whole past lives thing, but I truly 
feel with certain people that I meet that like I've been with them in other places. You are your uh, mother's daughter. I'm so like ridiculously. <laughs> oh. She read, she actually, when she read the she book, read she me. called me and was like in tears. And she was like, I was talking to a bunch of my clients about like self-love and how to explain it clearly. And she's like, it's such a hard concept to really explain. And then I finished the couple last pages of your book and it was right there in my daughter's work. And I was like, Oh my God, mom, I'm like, see, I actually learned something from you. (laughs) It's a very like proud moment for her. So it was cool. That's That's so sweet. So They they made eat, pray, love into movies. I don't see why they can't make eat, pray, hashtag FML into movies. You know, it would be really funny but also like again like healing yeah. and yeah and it's a it's written kind of like a netflix series um <laughs> She's we're, pitching it. we're kind <laughs> of like we're, it's been in discussion that we're we're thinking of like a 10 episode Love. type thing um because yeah. it's written as a as a show kind of like you feel like you're reading something you should be watching yeah. that's just kind of how i write mm. um so yeah and because that's what you're doing you're you're a writer you're an actress yeah you're kind of like doing everything yeah. wearing all the hats yeah. what what like what do you want if you can do just like the one thing you just want to act in your own thing that you write or no I really I've directed two projects now and I really love that mm-hmm. it I love having some control over what the finishing product mm-hmm. is going to end up to because you know like, yeah. as an actress you're like great I'm going to show up and do my work but like God only knows what this is going to look like yeah. or why um, did they use that scene oh because they needed like this thing to look like right. the acting isn't there yeah whatever yeah so uh, directing it's really nice because you can like have some control over mm-hmm. the product you're making um so I would love if this went to series to not play myself in it I would love to direct, direct it. it um and produce could play you. So. <laughs> hello yes <laughs> Mike can be my Javier. And that, stop. Oh, God. I'll be your Javier. Just don't make me the first guy. Yeah. Well, well I mean. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. We've come a long way. Over Such here. a long way. I mean, come on. Um, no, I, I don't want to like go like somber because this has like been awesome. But with your dad, I mean, how have you been able to, you know, is, I think... Because girls, it's hard. I've I had daddy issues for a long time. He didn't die, but I felt like he kind of abandoned me. But mm-hmm. with yours, it's like he he passed. So yeah. it's how did you? Because you never you're not able to talk to him, or you can, but I don't think yeah, how am I trying to say? But it. not in the yeah. There's no way to like get closure necessarily from him directly, mm-hmm. or to have like some like that father figure there. So do you feel like yeah. you were always trying to like search for that? Oh, 100 percent. I mean, that's why I've always had men in my life yeah. because I was trying to fill that hole that was left when he died Mm -hmm. um and it was even not even just in relationships like I never wanted to be alone like even Mm -hmm. if it was like a roommate or my mom or my friends it was me not being okay with myself and it wasn't until I realized that I needed to go fix that before I could be in a space with someone else um in a relationship um so I think you know there's no like said answer as far as grief goes Mm -hmm. um it happened when I was seven do you really my dad. Do you remember it? I do. I remember it vividly. Mm-hmm. I write about it in the beginning of the book, how I was the one that found him. My mom yeah, was like off that. shooting in New Zealand I and hate- had to fly home. It was like really traumatic for a child. Yeah. Um, so I do remember it, but I'm kind of thankful in the way that it didn't happen when I was old enough to have like serious True. emotions around it. Like if that would have mm. happened when I was a teenager, like oh. my mom lost her father when she was 16. Yeah. I don't know like that would have been harder for me to handle, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so while it did implement certain abandonment issues in my life, it it wasn't the hardest emotional thing 
to get to get over. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously it's it's sad and I feel it and I cry and um, and I had years. Time Mm -hmm. really does heal a lot. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think it's it's about finding what those wounds trigger Mm -hmm. in yourself, like as an adult um, and being able to kind of like peel the layers back and see what's at the root of it and then start working on that part. Mm. Um, so where can our listeners, um, Instagram, all of it, eat, pray, hashtag FML. Yeah. I Amazon primed it. So (laughs) yeah. So it's, it's exclusively on Amazon. It's in paperback and ebook. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this yet, but oh, well, um, I just signed an audio (laughs) book deal for it. (laughs) Oh, love that. So is it you reading it? Like, oh, that's so cool. I love when people do that. (laughs) So cool. And Um, you can download audible to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, That, that won't be out till like later, um, later this year, but yeah, it's on Amazon for paperback and ebook. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm at Gabrielle stone. The book's at eat, pray, FML. And whenever people read and send me messages and stuff, I love to repost it. I love hearing all the feedback from Mm -hmm. people. It's been really, really rewarding to hear how it's starting to resonate with. Oh, I'm, I feel like that's everything that you're writing about is so relatable. Like that's, what's crazy is that whether people know it or not, it's like, like you said, oh, I feel we like all have to find ourselves. Yeah. At the end yeah. Of the day, whether you've been in a bad relationship or whatever you're going through, it's all about finding yourself. Yeah. In the journey. So I love and it's, you. it's not just like a self-help book either. It's mm-hmm. like fun and you'll laugh and maybe cry and get a lot of shit favorite out of it. place in Italy. You want last question. Oh, God. Um, well, I went everywhere. I didn't just do Italy, which okay. was the one silver yeah. lining of not going with Javier was I got to see a lot more. <laughs> um, my favorite place, though, was probably Barcelona. Ooh. Yeah. I, I met some incredible people there, but it like my heart like really felt at home there. Oh. Um, and I loved Amsterdam, too. Mm. Oh, I think it gets a bad rap because everyone's like, oh, oh you like can go smoke and smoke a, yeah. a joint. And it's the, the canals and you the architecture. Yeah. 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 Why go across the it's world? Yeah. No, it's beautiful. The I've architecture amazing. is amazing. And the people there are so, so sweet. So, yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Bill. You're so welcome. We're doing dinner tonight, right? Yes, we are. Sweet. Okay. You go for Do you want to own iconic luxury items at unreal values? Yes. <laughs> well, then go to the real real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury consignment from top designers, designers like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, and hundreds more at up to 90% off of retail prices. Honestly, the real has been great for us. Um, I know Mike found a watch the other day on there. I, I found a few shoes. Yeah. I saw some emails for, over my birthday for my birthday presents. Jan was going on there for, uh, yeah, I'm all about the deal. So whether you shop in store online or the app, get 20% off select items with promo code real. That's the real promo code real for 20% off select items own iconic luxury items at unreal value with the real real the leading reseller of authenticated luxury consignment from top designers like Louis Vuitton, gucci rolex cartier and hundreds more at up to 90 percent off retail shopping consign women's and men's luxury fashion and streetwear as well as fine jewelry watches art and home decor. yeah and new arrivals they come in daily and every item undergoes the real world's very meticulous brand specific authentication process overseen by a hundred plus experts including luxury brand authenticators gemologists and horologists 
Shop luxury the sustainable way at their newest location in Union Square, San Francisco. You can also go online, download the app, or visit one of the original stores in New York or West Hollywood in LA. Honestly, the realworld.com has been great for us. Um, I know Mike found a watch the other day on there. I, I found a few shoes. Yeah, I saw some emails for, over my birthday for my birthday presents Jan was going on there for. Uh, yeah, I'm all about the deal. So whether you shop in store, online, or the app, get 20% off select items with promo code REAL. That's the realworld.com promo code REAL for 20% off select items. Isn't she so sweet? She's a chip off the old block. Even from the, sm- the small interactions I had with her mom, D on the movie set, she's definitely a chip off the old block. But she, she, she was fantastic. I knew she was a Scorpio. You so, I knew it. Sarah. No, I didn't. Sarah, Sarah the studio. When's your birthday? I just knew. I could just tell by like the way she was talking about like her relationships and her and her. I just knew. I just knew. You know, I would have loved to have just quizzed you on that since you think you're the guru. I love on her. on the topic of I'm all about I've been very interested in like trips to find yourself. Um, samesies and I don't I'm jealous of why are you laughing? I love samesies. I think uh, that's fantastic. Wait, but like by yourself or together? By yourself. By yourself. I know, See, don't you feel like sometimes you kind of just miss I, the boat? I, because I might go to Kilimanjaro, do Kilimanjaro next summer. Alone? What? Not by myself. Oh, hello. Oh, I'm sorry. Friends. Is this the first we're all okay? You've never said anything to me about this. It was literally just the other day. Oh. We just haven't talked about it yet. But oh. the topic about the trip, I said I'm thinking about it. It just came up. Where's Kilimanjaro? What? Don't look at me like that. Sarah, do you know? Uh, Sarah, do you know? Wait, time out. Sarah, isn't it in Africa? I think it's, yeah, I've, I've confirmed it's in Africa. Yeah, but I, can't I have a friend who did country. it. Oh, well, but either way, you're going to have to get some shots. Yeah, oh, yeah. And well, you have to do like training. I what? believe. Wait, training. what is Kilimanjaro? Is a it like, is a mountain? A mountain. It's not like Everest, but it's like that. I it's, think it's like, in, I had a okay, girl. It starts with kill. Kilimanjaro. Okay. Kilimanjaro. No, I have a girlfriend, I'm pretty sure, who did it, and they had to do like training, oh, like hiking, breathing, all that. I mean, you gotta be in shape. No, whatever. no, but I swear I think she had to do like special. Oh, whatever. No. Wait, time out. When, where, what, how, what? So like, Bucket list. Like bringing it up on here. I, I got, love I, you I, got for that. I got defense. Do you? I got witnesses. Of what? I'm just curious. Like, who's the conversation with? Jason. Jason who? Oh, Jesus. Jason, my best friend, Jason. Oh, that Jason. Yeah. Oh, okay. Him, I don't know if we. His brother. Uh, his but his other buddy Callum from what? Um, so you're gonna climb it's in Tanzania. Tanzania. You're gonna cl- fly to Tanzania and climb Tanzania, Mount Kilimanjaro. It's the tallest uh, mountain in Africa. Yeah, and you know it's, what's the thing? It's one of these things where did you tell me you're already gonna go? This is Mike. He's already he no. already tells people he goes, and then I'm like, okay, show me your phone. Let me see. Well, like, I, said, I would love to. Like, um, let's do it. Let's well, go. yeah, I'm like, I'm all about it. I'd love to. Let's get some more information. So then I get information. Then I bring it to you. I don't want to be like, hey, I want to hike Kilimanjaro one day. And you'd be like, okay. You just did that. Though. Anything else? You Thank, you. That. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. On the topic of today, that's why. Of doing life trips. But. You know, it's. I saw this thing. It was, uh, I think it was the NFL Awards Honors last year, and Chris Long, who's with the Eagles, and I think he's retired now. He he does this. He did a mission like every year to Mount Kilimanjaro with a bunch of NFL guys that would go and hike it, and just the whole video like behind it, and just what these guys experienced like when they did it and got to the top and took the picture. It was just something like ever since like last summer when the NFL awards honor show was on, I was like, man, that'd be really cool. And the fact that Jason just texted me like a few days ago about it, it just kind of re-triggered that 
mindset. I was like, man, that would just be something. I've never done anything for myself like that. It'd just be something I'd want to talk about. Um, have Would you do it by yourself? What do you mean by myself? Would you go by yourself? I think they have like guides and stuff. No, 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 no. I'm oh. saying like, is it, would you go on that trip solo? Are you going to Tanzania? Like purely by myself? <laughs> yeah. Like, cause like what she, Gabrielle did, like she went to a, you know, a foreign country by herself. Cause that, a lot of people say that to really soul seek <laughs> solo is, is solo because that's, you're, you're alone in your thoughts. You're alone in, you know, in, in those moments, right. you're alone in the darkness, you're alone in all those things. Two things. First thing is traveling around by yourself is one thing. Hiking. You can have a guy. And do but doing hiking and doing something like that, you need you're still with the. He's group. in like a group. You need a base camp. Alone. You you need like you have a guide. You have people around you. Like, and you're still walk. You're not talking the whole time. You're walking up because you're sitting there. You don't want to. You don't have to energy. defend it. I'm just like asking. Like, no, I'm know. just explaining why I would not just go by myself okay. because it's still hiking. It's a physical activity that could be dangerous. That I would want people I trust around me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't want to be like, hey, me and this tour guide who I don't know. Who maybe barely speaks English or if something happens to me. For sure. Yeah. I just, cause when you say like going on a soul search thing to me, like from like, I think people have those aha moments and those things like it, when they're doing things by themselves. For sure. But I think it's also, for me, it's not even necessarily soul searching cause I know who I am nowadays, but it's more of a nowadays. soul. It's more of a soul cleansing. It's like mm. just something just to like, Bring you back to neutral to appreciate reset. the things around you. Reset mm -hmm. your system to get out of all the LA and travel and everything that mm -hmm. we do. And it's just it because it's still just me and my thoughts mm -hmm. hiking up this mountain, mm. accomplishing something. For sure, sounds hard. So. See, I would always love to do a trip. I just don't think I couldn't be alone. I couldn't do it. I, but, I know, but it. I think I would thrive. I think I'd be oh, a everyone, better version of myself if I went solo. I agree. I couldn't. I could. I would come back being like, I am the, the independent. I'm the shit. I freaking did it. Because and you would I feel so proud know. of you. I would feel the I'd same. I'd feel so I, proud of myself. I like, agree. I could like cry. No, my it. girlfriend just did it. She went to South America, traveled for like a year by herself, came home thriving. Now this bitch is moving to Bali like she's killing the game. And I'm like, wow. Three like, years I'm ago. I'm envious of people like no, that. No, three years ago she was in a five-year relationship. Like she was in it and it's just like but it's it's also just like where do you you know yeah it's different lanes and i just i couldn't i i think it's cool but i couldn't i'd rather go to like a ranch or a spa and find myself there with some meditation <laughs> I, she's like come visit me i'm like let me know when you hit the ritz carlton in and i'll hit you there uh no but i know i, I mark could you do it you know i've done a little traveling by myself only because of work and for a while, there was a phase there when Seacrest would go someplace, I'd have to go with him, and then he'd be busy, and I've mm -hmm. got five days in New York, pretty much. And so there's a little bit of that, but I don't, I don't ever see myself I purposely going to a different country. I think I would be very, very lonely. I think I would have a better chance of, like, if I went somewhere in the States for three months, I could probably do that. Like, I could go live in, like, somewhere random, for th but leaving the country is see a that, whole nother. See, I, that's where I would differ. To me, that would do nothing. Then I would be lonely and bored. No. And if you go to somewhere you've like never to be alone, experienced... Though. 
like a new country that has things that are centuries older than our our continent our country does it's like that's something that would get my my juices flowing and like this is something i've never experienced See, if i go to des moines iowa for three months no, I'm, but like, I, no, no, no. Oh, I'm still searching right now i would baby. go to like i could go to like montana or like wyoming or colorado mm, like i could go yeah. do something like that for three months and just be like you know no so but i could three like, months or a month or two whatever like five days <laughs> oh no like i'm saying i could go for like a month or two. Oh really but i i couldn't go leave the country See, i'm, I, I I'm way never, too scared I'm with you on that i'm like i wouldn't go like I would. It would have to be, have to something be somewhere far. But at the same time, wrong. I think about the kids, and I'm like, I I could never leave my kids. Oh no, to not go now. Find myself. That's no, no, a no. Weird those- thing. When I was in, I was in London for three and a half weeks for the Olympics, and in Rio for uh, three and a half weeks for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And when I would think about my kids, I would get this physical like pain, pain. Yeah. Yeah. in the pit of my stomach, yeah. and it was amazing how I could actually feel physical pain. I missed them so yeah. much. Oh, yeah. No, I feel like when you do that, you have to be like her, like no husband, no yeah, kids, yeah. like out here doing it to do all that yeah i mean that to, to the point to do like the my friend that that texted me about going he lives in uh we grew up and we went to high school together as my best friend growing up he moved to london or to england for medical school hasn't come back mm. after college he fell in love with it over there has an accent and everything now because he's been there forever which by the way but, that uh, always is like <laughs> you're american but i can see i can see a british accent but i can see how if you spend like a decade over there oh, yeah. you're gonna start naturally kind of talking that way but so he goes, we just talk like this because we're like moving to nashville and we live here <laughs> it'll, now it'll, it'll, I, but things like that'll start coming out no, look at schwarzenegger won't. he's been here 30 years and he still sounds like he just got here from austria you never Actually, know yeah. everybody's different i guess but he goes yeah. when he just has a few days he'll go to another country like that by yeah, himself that's how he'll have nothing plan and so that part of me too feels comfortable going with someone who travels all of the time who does this by themselves you know how i feel about him though uh, oh he's mean to you i don't like how he he's jokes mean i get to you? he's he's very mean to him and it makes me it really it it bothers me because he, he puts, I, write, I get he it. I ride or die he, for my man. He but puts how him someone, down 24. Every time I've been around so him, it's like a put, he puts him down. I'm like, how are you going to go find yours? Like, here's the thing. If you said somebody else, I'd be like, go. But my hesitation with it is I don't want you to go to have this thing. And he's going to put you down the entire time you're walking up a mountain. Because I'd want to fucking punt him off the mountain. Oh, wait. How if he says he something you to you. Like, he's like, just like, he's like, oh, like, he's just mean. And it's like, that's their way of joking. But I'm like, that's not nice. Like, maybe unhappy. Well, I think there's other things going there that I'll say off the record, but yeah, that's th- my thing. Do you thing. think he's mean to you? No. Okay. It's our relationship. We've always just ragged on each other. It's one of those things we'll go with, we could go without talking for a year and, and then, the first thing we do is bust, bust each other's balls. But I'm like, you want someone busting do. your balls and, and you go And it's one of those things <laughs> because, because we don't talk, because we live in, in separate countries, up, yeah. we don't talk as much because we have opposite hours, but when we do get past and we do talk for a while... We get past all that um, initial, like jab, jabbing back and forth. Does he mean into, to you? He's never once asked me a question. Not ooh. once. Wait, That's how, another reason why I many, like him. And how many times have have I asked him questions when you, he came to our house? I'm I was not asking, asking him that. questions. I mean, have we seen? Oh, him? this man was. In it doesn't home? matter. But he's been he's been in my house and he's never asked me. He's not once asked me a question. Not one time. How long have you known him? His um, entire my, life. My entire life. Oh, so he's one of. I love that one. He said two words and he finished the whole sentence and he goes, that's not what I was going to say. You had the whole question read and the answer for he was like, that's not where I was going. But in our house, okay, he was at our house and he still didn't ask me a question. I'm not sorry, one he was question. in your house and he didn't speak. His brother talked to me more than he talked to me. So again, I have, he's mean to you and he doesn't ask any questions and he doesn't care to get to know me. So yeah. 
I have a little, I don't, I'm not a big That's fan. That's not great. I can justify not the great. ball busting. That is just the relationship some guys mm-hmm. have with each other. I've had guys like that. That is the relationship right. is how can I bust this guy's ball or even physically hurt each yeah. other, mm-hmm. right. physically kick each other in the butt or whatever it is. But the, the, the not asking questions, that's a bit of a red flag. Yeah. Maybe he's scared of you. No, I think he loves Michael. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I think Mark just. I'm not going anywhere near that. I think Mark. Oh, I just the pause. The pause was so beautiful. The silence. I've never enjoyed silence more on a podcast than right there. I. Well, I guess we're gonna find out in Tanzania. <laughs> he's gonna go find himself and say, you know, he's gonna be like interrupt. <laughs> I wouldn't even be upset if you might came back gay with them. I just <laughs> I am not saying a word. And the, the 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 interweb is going to have a field day with this. I'm crying. Uh, no comment, Mike. Mike? <laughs> Mike, 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 Mike. <laughs> I need a sip. Honestly, honestly, here's the thing. We th- we thought. No, there's. E- you're lying. Even even. There's no thought. Even me and his brother had conversations on whether his older brother, who him and I are really tight too, about whether or not he may be sure. like men, which is obviously fine either way. But it makes sense why he doesn't like me. I'm just saying. You he like heard the you. swallow. It's so quiet. We just heard I, Sarah I, swallow. I, I just but my choked. my thing is, after even talking to some people about it, even like my therapist about it, and, and talking to my friend himself more, not bringing it up is like to me what I've kind of opened my eyes to is it's about his priorities in life. My priorities in life have been to have a family, have a wife, have kids. He's that person. He when, with his free time, he wants to experience the world. How do we get on a this? lot? That is what is important to him. So because I don't think he actually is. Mm. That's my point. Is just because he doesn't have a relationship or doesn't. Oh have no, I like don't that, think that that makes. I, all I'm saying is, is that's why I don't think he is. But her point is that if he did have a crush on you, that would explain some of this behavior. It would explain why I he's wasn't not gonna nice. say that, but I was gonna say sometimes like maybe when it's a friend from the beginning, like he just ride or dies so hard for Mike that he's probably just like, if this be you know what I mean? Like not in that but, way. But but to that point too, when we were in London when you're playing at the O two arena. Sick. And I went and it was a side stage, it wasn't that big of a deal. Either way, she's still playing yeah, the O two arena. Sick. That's a big deal. Me and my buddy, you know, he lives in England, so we went out and uh, walked around and stuff like that. And because he is, he has been my boy since like yeah. day one. He had a little bit about that, but that was yeah. when we were Jan and I were like. That's what in I was gonna say. Trenches. I could feel like you know he's like, obviously taking your side, and he's obviously we were in the sh- and yeah. he was just like. But what did I do to not have him like me? It's, That's it's why not, it's not it's, fair. It's, it's not about that. It's or, not. It's not. Yeah, I think it's, it's not about that. that makes, I, I could see that. It's about, it's about seeing your friend, irregardless to everything else going yeah. on, seeing your friend in pain, seeing no, your friend for do sure. something. But what about when he came to our house with his and family him and his mom and brother? Agreed. Like at a certain age, you're a grown man, put like, away. Hi. Hi. But yeah. I feel like if what he, did I do wrong? If he thinks I could that see if I messed, if I like hurt him, but I didn't hurt him. So like maybe he thinks he did. Well love to know the stories that's what i'm you know what i mean like you never you know told them no not okay no not <laughs> you but do you know like 
sometimes our friend, like regardless of what, it, like your friend's gonna, you know, have your back. I think it's if I were the one that did yeah. the wrong doing, then yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah. But not if I didn't do the wrong doing. And hi, you just came to my house and we have another kid in here and like, you know, like be yeah. more friendly. And no, it's... Say hi and ask one question. Not where the, is the bathroom? <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? So, anyways. Huh. Well. Well, I don't think we have time for emails. Yeah, I don't know. You, I don't yeah, know. That's a good turn. So, anyways, <laughs> oh. I'll report next year from the top of Kilimanjaro. Oh, Easton, you're coming with. <laughs> oh, I just looked it up. Hey, it says you need hey, five to roll. nine days. Dr. Romney was in Johannesburg. Yeah. You can be in Kilimanjaro. We'll Skype you down Why there. Why don't you like start what? with like Machu Picchu? Isn't that a little easier? All or nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. If it's something you really want to do, well, obviously we'll we'll chat about it. Look at the calendar, you know. All right. Well, this has been fun. Um, but wind down later. Looking our best means taking time for renewal, including skin renewal. But anti-aging retinol can be harsh and irritating. Well, Burt's Bees, my faves, have found nature's gentle yet powerful retinol alternative, Bacuchiol, and has made it the key ingredient in their Burt's Bees Renewal Skincare line, which includes a firming moisturizing cream, refining cleanser, and more, all formulated without parabens, phthalates, SLS, and petrolatum. Go to burtsbees.com slash renewal and take time for renewal today. Hey, I'm Joe Levy. And on the latest episode of Inside the Studio, I sat down with one of the all-time great singer-songwriters, James Taylor. We talked about his new album, where his music comes from, and how telling his life story through his songs has helped him. Music saved my life, but I was lucky also to survive. I did some very stupid, some, some years that were, were just really high risk, unnecessarily so, and a lot of people around us died, you know. So join me, Joe Levy, editor-at-large at Billboard, for this and other in-depth conversations with the biggest artists in music. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts.